live and in charge. I think I said that more than once now when we started. Live and in living color. In living color. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, living. That's funny that you said Kula. Kula <laughs> is oh, yeah. one of the bad guys in Dragon Ball Z, by the way. <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. Um, I think he's an alternate, dimen alternate dimension of another version of one. Of I don't remember exactly, but he is. He exists. Anyway. Hi guys, how you doing? <laughs> Welcome to this episode. Did we just start? Oh, gosh, yeah, we did. We're recording great. That's a great start. Hey all. <laughs> now you know what it's hello like in our brains for real. <laughs> hello to informality. Um, that is the story with us, though. So I just want to let you guys know. Welcome today. We are talking once again. Second episode of our series about megaliths, ziggurats, or Tower of Babel, if you want to put it kind of interchangeable. And Dragon Ball Z. And we're not sticking just to Dragon Ball Z. Um, I have taken the liberty of extending across all the Dragon Ball lore and picked out some fun stuff that we can kind of pick apart. I think you Boy, guys like I it. am so glad that I did not know that there is all sorts of Dragon Ball iteration. Oh my goodness. There are many. Um, spanning from the 80s. So... Welcome to Dragon Ball Z. No, I'm kidding. Not Dragon Ball Z. That's going to be included, though. <laughs> um, guys, let me give super quick uh, plugins. I don't want to waste your time. You can follow us at solo.to slash the CTDW. Again, it's solo.to slash the CTDW. It should be burned into your brain by now. If you don't already know it, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, right. TikTok, all that stuff you guys already know. Um, you can follow us on YouTube, Rumble. Um, go and support us if you guys want to continue to see more of our lovely, beautiful faces and lovely, beautiful voices. Uh, you can do right. that at patreon.com slash the CTDW. Again, it's patreon.com slash the CTDW. Uh, go sign up for five bucks today. That's got all our behind the paywall stuff. Uh, it's going to have a large portion of our Dragon Ball Z discussion today. And Shelly Shelley and I already have on the plates some upcoming... Um, behind the scenes um, videos, one about Antarctica, which we really want to dive deep into and mm -hmm. another about Atlantis. So if you are interested in what we're talking about, we'd love to hook you up. So it's only five bucks a month and that would help us immensely, immensely. Also share, like, subscribe, get us out there, man. We're trying to give you guys more and more great, awesome information all the time. So having said that, we're not going to waste a second more because uh, we have a really cool follow-up right now. And this one is our second episode about really the Tower of Babel and some myths around uh, Dragon Ball Z and how they're relevant. Shall I'm going to let you take the reins from here. It's all yours. All right. Good day to you folks. Um, I think let's summarize last episode a tiny bit. God made Absolutely. everything. Um, <laughs> he he did a new thing when he made man, and that is that he made women. And uh, Rick and I were just talking about how it was a new thing to the angels. They're, mm -hmm. uh, what seems to be an all-male population, and um, they saw... Those those new newfangled gadgets that Yahweh had made and said them pretty, I want one. Mm -hmm. And so they bartered. I'd like to with get my him. hand on the new model. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, isn't that the story of life? <laughs> um, they 
made trades of technological um, wisdom yes. for mm -hmm. wives. Man took it. You you find the correlation to this in Prometheus and the fire, stealing the fire of the gods. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's just off the t the top of my head. There, uh, there's so much of this lore so um, worldwide, which is really where Dragon Ball Z is going to end up coming into this. Who would have thought? It's insane. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. Angels and and women create a hybrid race called the Nephilim. Nephilim, I man, I've heard it pronounced so many different ways when you um, <laughs> listen to as much as Ricky and I do on the subject. Uh, you hear it pronounced, I think, every possible way. But the the Nephilim um, were voracious, and mm. they ate everything up. And they the eventually least. started eating the people when and then themselves and then one another. And really the world was full of chaos between the machinations of the angels that sinned with women mm -hmm. and the um, their their unholy offspring that belong neither to the spirit realm nor to the physical realm. Um they're stuck in in the middle in a type of limbo, and as they were killing one another, their spirits wouldn't die because they were spirit beings. That's what their fathers, their fathers, spirit Eternal beings, creatures. could take on a, a a body to do things, but um, no no dying spirit. Now we also have a spirit that does not die. Our spirit is eternal. Indeed. But it has a beginning. Um, and I know the angels also had, they had a beginning, but they were also timeless because angels were created outside of time. Mm -hmm. Man, we were created in time. And then the unholy Nephilim also were created in time because they were created on the earthly realm, which is bound by time. Um which we have debated actually that's a it's a um, hot hot topic button not that we necessarily disagree but we just don't really have a conclusive idea for about why angels are irredeemable and i said that they are timeless creatures and i think that time because time only came about when we uh sinned um which my pastor said something super interesting about that whole ordeal in the garden by the way the, uh, just on friday but i think that time plays a huge role um, there was no decadence without time. And so these creatures are not there. They don't waste away. They just continue to exist for time in memoriam. So sorry, I'll go ahead and continue. No, that was good. Cause I like that. The, the more, yeah, we're still, we're wrapping our heads around a lot of this information because it's, yeah. it's pretty foreign. It is, um, it is novel. It is novel like a certain Gross. virus that shall not be named <laughs> as you name it. Said, yeah. <laughs> I'll just put a peep on there. It's the coof poke. But um, it, we're, 
we are trying to figure it out. And I think Ricky has, has hit a really good point. So the, the angels who sinned are irredeemable because they sinned outside of time. There was, there, there is no time for um, repentance and a turning away. It was a once and done um, incident. I yep. mean, not not like done in in our timeline. It's happened. It's happened a lot. The the right. many angels seem to have sinned and in different ways. And and we talked about that. We talked about the three major um, rebellions. I know Rick doesn't like to use the word rebellion because it sounds too romanticized. But the the, mm-hmm. the treasonous acts that they did, um, insurrections, right? Yeah, we've the insurrections. Absolutely, they are insurrections uh, against heaven and um, and against Yahweh. And, and the reason I don't like it romanticized is because other cultures always tend to blame Yahweh. He's the big evil sky dad. You know, he's the big oh, absolutely. Evil dude. So it's, yeah. I just. I just everybody thinks of Star Wars, and then I'm like, no, the Star Wars guys, it's totally different jive. I mean, it's not, it's not the, um, uh, what, what do they call? It? Oh gosh, it's not the, um, is it the Redcoats when they were fighting off the British? Yes, because the British are coming, right? The red, it's not the yes. Redcoats. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> oh, you mean it it's, is. it's not? Oh, you mean the revolutionaries? It wasn't to us. The British yes, or the Redcoats. The Redcoats were the British, right? I was thinking, no, no, they were yeah. the Redcoats. Right, correct. Yeah. Most of our guys were farmers, so there's that. Right. And there are certain <laughs> revolutions that absolutely need to happen, but a revolution yes, against agreed. the God of Heaven is never the right one. Not a fight you want to pick. <laughs> uh, if you read to the end of the book, you find out he always wins. He does. Don't revolt yeah. against him. If that's a revolting yeah. idea. Oh gosh! <laughs> all right, score one for you. Um, all of this. Uh, I hope I'm not overstepping, but I think you're you're pointing towards uh, the golden age, right? Am I right? I am indeed Zeptepi. Yes. Zeptepi, as the uh, Egyptians called it. Okay. The the good um, old golden you, age, and we talked about that um, yep. last episode. I always want to say last week, and it is neither our last week. Maybe it was the listeners last week, but it just is an inaccurate way to say it. But man, I want to. Yeah. Um, yeah. La- last Frankly, episode, like dimension. right? We we got into the megaliths, and um, right. In case we didn't bring that whole circle around the way we wanted to, um, megaliths weren't man-made. I mean, man, men may have had, you know, they may have been some of I'm, the slave I'm sure they, labor. they did some of the, the labor. I, I mean, right. I have no doubt that they were put to work, right? But if your gods or demigods are there on the earth helping you build the stuff, I mean, you're not, it's not slave labor. Have, you're happy to do it. Right. And they have advanced the the um the the little g gods so the angels that sinned are the little g gods same same no difference same group mm-hmm. of of entities um the technology they have their their technology is still advanced beyond ours still to this day if you see something and it's Way it's a non-human technology. It's above us, and you're like, "Ooh, that's crazy!" Like 
in the the 60s and 70s when the microwave came out that technology uh, that wasn't man technology that was man assisted technology we got assistance well, there if you guys go back and look at our uh... Our, if you go check out our Facebook page, you can probably watch our, we talked for, I guess, about 45 minutes to an hour or so about um, man-made flying saucers and all sorts of crazy stuff that's existed since the, was it the 50s or oh, 60s yeah. that they were saying? I mean, just, just. And we'll definitely kind of expound. I mean, I, I wish I could say that aliens are not going to be a reoccurring theme with us, but um. They are. They they hit my feed constantly. I I am constantly getting stories um, about the whistleblowers and yeah and the the alien conspiracies and what's the government hiding from you and yada 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 Plenty. yada. You can believe that. But um, today it's not really about the angels. It's about no. their their real. Um, their offspring right? identity, Marsden. the real identity. Oh, got it, got it. Yes, as yes. as angels who have sinned, um, or the little G gods. So they created really amazing cities, A Atlantis. Um, what what Plato? Apparently, um, societies all over the world. I mean, they really just. They, they oh made yeah, entire the Ad Atlantean all over the place. Yeah, um, um, Manu, they're the Maori, they're, right? You were talking about, right? Mm -hmm. They're um, um, obviously the ones we know, the Sumerians, the Mesopotamians. I mean, they they were the ones that kind of picked up on all the culture that, that know about it best. Um, but we have stuff all littered throughout all of Latin America. I mean, watch. Watch the previous episode, guys. You'll we have right. plenty of places um, right. all throughout Europe, all throughout. I mean, I was literally looking at one in Russia, in Greece the other day. Um, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. So um, megaliths, largely. Uh, I'm going to tie this in. I think this is a good good tie-in. Um, they are part of the golden age because they're irreproducible. There's not they're not something right. that we can we can produce at least not with common knowledge technology that we have at the moment. I'm sure we have some technology to be able to build something very similar at this point. Um, and even with the undisclosed technology that's floating around, apparently, um, I'm sure we could build something at this point too. But what everybody has readily available, no, we can't reproduce these. I mean, I mean, we've and tried I, I even, and we, we talked about we that have, last week. We, we tried yeah. with something as simple as uh, pyramids in Giza. Maybe we we tried with something simple and yep. failed miserably. Miserably, <laughs> which is actually quite <laughs> hilarious. Um, right, but I guess really Zeptepi and and I, I always like the way I come back to the way that that Tim Alberino says it. He says Zeptepi is the first time. That's what the uh, the Egyptians called it. <laughs> um, there there is no other first time, right? You once you leave a, a first impression, you can't really go back to it, and that is. In, in in our belief, I mean, and as far as I can see, the the only a logical explanation is that the gods of old left such an impression on mankind that mankind sought to return to that age, that golden age where gods and, and men mingled and exchanged freely uh, their goods and technologies and resources and 
Um, I think what, we missed a tiny step there, and that is what made the gods go away. Um, what ended Zeptepi, what ended the Golden Age, was a catastrophic worldwide flood that God brought around. That'll do it. Um, <laughs> not, not just because mankind was sinful, but because all of creation was so corrupted with um, angelic DNA. Seed. Yeah. Yes, angelic seed. Um, it wasn't just the Nephilim that that produced giant races that ate one another and mankind and all the sheep right. on the hill and you know um, it was it was cryptid what we call today cryptid creatures um, mm-hmm. your Blurry your creatures, mermaid some call them right <laughs> <laughs> shout out there yeah um, it pretty much any any life form <laughs> that that you can think of that that is we've had stories for thousands of years of them naiads yeah. dryads yeah. um centaurs uh oh gosh what do they call the Minotaurs? goat goat people and that's a oh, bull, uh, bull yeah. humanoid no. Sorry, guys, I've got to open my door and let a whiny dog in. Also, um, who who are we thinking of? Medusa is is a clear example of that. Yeah, Um, well, she, oof, yeah. When you get into that group of beings, um, they're they're really still in the demigod. Isn't it Um, interesting to think that, well, actually, maybe I won't get into that because that might lead us down a whole rabbit hole. I was just going to say that the Nephilim had <laughs> had elongated heads and she had snakes on her heads. Ah. That is uh, interesting. We're not going to go down that rabbit hole today. No, but not I thought today. That was interesting. We will eventually talk about the elongated yes. heads sometime, yeah. hopefully in t- um, 2023, but make no not promises. Not talking about head binding, by the way. Um, no. Uh, yes, that's a so, good point, Shell, that all... all all manner of living living creature not was, just, was infected, yeah not just so animal speak. not even creature creatures not even a good thing to say um it, or it doesn't encompass everything but, sure sure um they were genetically modifying everything that could be genetically modified sound familiar monsanto if you uh if you don't charge somebody well no if you charge them but then you send them the invoice what is that called it's called a bill and if it comes to your door it arrives at the gates so i'm just saying you know if you're talking about people modifying all sorts of weird things and things in the body you know there's there's definitely people that send you bills at the gates so you know i don't know just saying it took me a moment. It took me several moments. I must really be tired. <laughs> and, well, we both are tired, I'm sure. But this is a stimulating conversation, but, so I'm excited. Right. So that it, it, when when your atheist friends, or if you are the atheist friend, say, <laughs> how could a loving God destroy the earth with a massive flood? 
he was getting rid of all of the contamination. Unfortunately, though, Genesis 6 tells us that there were giants in the land at that time and also later, which we know. We know that there were some giants, not to the same degree, though. They weren't destroying everything as before because their fathers had been placed into the abyss. Um, And there's actually a theory. Did you remember what Gary said? I don't know if you got that far. Um, I do recall him, him they actually did touch postulating on that. a couple very... of theories. Well, one that was seemed intriguing to me, and we don't have to spend time here. Just, I just, you know, mention it is that they, uh, not all the ones that, that, um, <clears throat> had their insurrection necessarily sinned that same way at that same time. Right. Right. And so if they're not held in any abyss, right. Know, then they're. They're out here. I think, though, that they learned moderation, if nothing else. They, <laughs> they learned to, to dial it down a little bit. Man, it's almost, and let me find a way to say this that doesn't border on crude, but I think I'm just going to do a parental alert right here that it, this might be a little bit crude, guys. Sorry. Hide your family. Hide your kids. Cover your wife's ears. Right. I'm covering my Um, own ears. (laughs) How do I? I think it'd be inappropriate, but I'm going to say, just let it all hang out. (laughs) Oh, Lord God. (laughs) Quit derailing me. I'm having a hard enough time as it is. Um, It's kind of like newlyweds. You know, especially especially if you get a couple of... Mm. Virgin newlyweds and they're in love and what do yep. they do? Yeah, they, they seem to enjoy themselves. They <laughs> they spend a whole lot of time doing what the rabbit do. So yeah. yeah, and um, but then with time, you know, I mean, the greatness doesn't wear off from sex, right. but but you get to where you realize, oh, it's okay. I don't have to do every waking moment now. Because there are other things that need to get done. It's still going to be there for me. I can slow it on down. And I think that that's maybe a little bit what happened with the angels is the, the, the new fervency wore down a little bit. The novelty, Um, right? Yeah. So yeah, it wasn't so novel. I mean, I, I, I think they're still doing it, but that will leave for some, the alien episodes. Um, so there's the flood in a nutshell. And then God, finished, God lets the waters quit, right? Mm-hmm. And um, Noah and his family spend a little bit of time on the ark. And I want to say, because I've heard this floated around, and I disagree with it so vehemently that I cannot be quiet about it. I do not think that any of Noah's daughters-in-law nor his wife were tainted with with Nephilim DNA I do, or yeah. angelic DNA. I don't think so. If God brought in every animal to the ark to ensure that only completely pure and clean um, stock was brought on board, why in the world would he not do that with humanity? Makes no sense. Mm-hmm. I absolutely um, d- 
disagree with that line of thinking like really a thousand percent so and i've heard people say it and i've yelled at my screen when i have so <laughs> just putting it out there they were free from that taint when they came off of the ark but you yeah. know what man is sinful we bit. are we we are about ourselves and we are about doing things the easy way and looking for the shortcut and jumping over the fence rather than going and finding the gate. And um, I, the same for Noah and his sons. Noah was not perfect. Noah was perfect in his DNA. That's what the, the word for generations means. Mm -hmm. His DNA was not compromised. I don't think That's his right. sons were. I don't think the women folks were. So that, that aside... God let them, the waters recede, they get out of the ark, right? And God says, y'all, be fruitful and multiply and scatter. Disperse, yeah. Disperse. Go, go. Go fill. There's a whole planet. It's all for you. Go fill it, guys. <clears throat> and they said, Ma! and Noah planted vineyards. Which means Noah decided, I'm staying where I'm at. I, I'm, I'm good there, God. And his son stayed with him. And definitely some interesting things have happened. And eventually we'll probably get into that a little bit. I know we've touched on it a tiny bit. Rick and I talk about it, trying to understand it better. Um, what what the whole nakedness of Noah and um, his son yeah. sinning against him really meant. But yeah. um, for today, that's not the topic of our discussion. Our discussion Can is run right by that. Those. Yep. Those four couples started having babies and their kids have babies and their grandkids had babies. And, you know, as as we do to have generations <laughs> and lo Maybe and behold, no. there was no dispersing. Yeah. As a matter of fact, they said, and you can read it in Genesis 11, I think it's 11, six. Um, they said, let's build us a city so that we don't have to, disperse like they weren't like nah but I, the sunsets here dude they're primo this is mm, i love it here the coast is just down that way a little bit they said so we don't have to disperse what did god tell them to do get out and yep. then they didn't go so genesis 11 i know no, it's just 11. 11 is the um Tower of Babel account. Uh-huh. That's where we're going. Oh, I know. But I thought you said that that's where uh, this, the building of the city was. The city. Right. I think so. I think that that's how the scripture says it. Oh, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I'm sorry. I literally okay. should have read one more verse. Good good job, Ricky. Um, here. Let me just... Do you want me to post it up? Or are you good? Please and thank you. Of course. My horse. Because we've been having problems with this lovely um, stuff, guys, our um, software, it hasn't been loading stuff. 
I am putting this on the screen now. I'm telling you as much as for you as for me. <laughs> so, okay. Verse, from verse five, that's what you're looking for, for the city portion. Perfect. But Can you read it? No, I want to go up further. Um, I'm oh, my bad. I'm we'll sorry. start at one. Now, the whole world had one language and a common speech. As people moved eastward, they found a plain in Shinar and settled there. So the plain of Shinar is um, Iraq, really. It really is. And we'll show, we'll show you in a second. But let me finish reading this, and then we'll go back to Shinar a little bit. Do they it. said to each other, come, let us make bricks and bake them completely. Hold on. Did I say verse two? Sorry. Uh, you sure did. As oh, people okay. moved eastward. Yeah. Oh, the plain of Shinar. Okay, sorry, guys. They said to each other, come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They made bricks instead of stone and tar for mortar. Then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city with the tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, mm -hmm. we'll be scattered over the face of the whole earth. So... Um, there's so much to unpack right there in those very few verses. First, the plain, plain of Shinar. Rick, do you want to show? Pull that up. Yeah. That's uh, Hammurabi. Hammurabi. Okay. Give me a hot minute. Share this tab instead. Tell me when you can see it. Got it. So this okay. is the plain of Shinar. Um, you can see over in the lower right quadrant go up a little bit over by elam over here rick go to Souza. Souza still exists today it's still called Souza. um hmm. that is also uh called shusha um it is where if i remember right and i haven't read it in a couple of months at least probably a year it's where esther became queen is in susa hmm. um but this area babylon is modern day iraq with a q iran would be over to the um the east a little bit hmm. so here we've got a um a couple of places, yeah, right where your cursor is, Rick, is Babylon. That's where most people believe that this city was. Um, however, the Sumerians have a creation story, um, also with the flood and the god Enki, but he he is known as the Lord of Eridu which is way down almost by the coast, right? Iridu, right? By Ur. I don't know if my mouse is responding. You guys, yeah. Yeah, I see it. Okay, um, cool. You might remember Ur from um, the story of Abraham. Mm -hmm. That's where dude was. He was in Ur. So yep. um, there are two, two places where biblical archaeologists maybe other archaeologists but usually they're kind of biblical for for this type of thing um believe that the tower of babel was um the most common view is that it was in 
Babylon. And that's where you get the name uh, because it has Babel in it. Um, it's, it's very possible. There's a lot of historical evidence. We do know beyond any shadow of a doubt that there is a huge ziggurat, which, by the way, is what the Tower of Babel or Babel was. It was a ziggurat. Um, we'll show a picture of a ziggurat in a minute. Hmm. Um, what were you, were you going to say something, Rick, or are you just laughing at I, me? Am I? No, 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 no. I was <laughs> listening. I was agreeing. I was, no, no, no. I was also agreeing, but I, there is something that I do want to make, um, massively. <laughs> that was a bad pun. I was not trying to do that. Um, massively clear, <laughs> uh, Guys, so something that is super important to mention, and I I was wondering if you were going to mention, I, you probably are just like thinking about a bajillion things because we're talking about all these places. I am. There's a but lot. The, the, there is a lot. There's a lot to talk about here. Um, I'm going to come back to this verse real quick. I shouldn't have taken it off the screen. Let me put it on the screen. It should be on the screen right about now. And if it's not, that means it's not working. Okay. There you um, go. <laughs> Having said that, uh, they said to each other, come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. Uh, they I used brick there, instead of stone right for ahead. tar and mortar. <laughs> Did I, sorry, I didn't mean to jump over you. You are um, okay. Cool. We're going to come so, back guys, that, to it. Yeah, we ha almost have to. So the, 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 biggest, the biggest issue here is that when we talked about on our previous episode, we talked about megaliths. As far as I have ever seen, all of the megaliths that are put together don't have mortar. And they're not made of brick. They're made of stone. Bricks Huge require stone. labor and mixing and all sorts of stuff. Multiple tons of stones. Stone. And, and not only multiple tons of stone, right? But like also, I mean, just hairline precision mm -hmm. cuts of these stone that even for us, when we cut stone like this currently, we need um, like high Diamond level tip. like high levels of pressure with water or with laser and even then it takes i mean it, it's some serious serious work if you've never looked up um like water cutting stone on on uh on youtube or on uh tiktok or something like that i recommend you go just look at it it's absolutely fascinating to watch how they they cut stone but that is not i mean that is a modern marvel that's not something that was easy to to do very long ago and there was no need for mortar and as um i can't remember who said it but uh it, it basically you know to to not not waste too much of you guys' time if if it's in the bible like it's very important it was put there for a reason if that's someone right. told you that there was mortar there and that there were bricks that were made and all that good jazz then, I mean, why would you care about a construction method unless God wanted you to know? He wanted to tell you, right. hey, this is not the same stuff. This is not the same. There's a different process going on as opposed to what the old gods, the gods of old and their offspring working in, in conjunction with mankind was doing. It's a very different Absolutely. way of building and certainly not the same technology, right? What do you need Again. tar for when you can put hairline structures within 0.001, a thousandth of a of an inch of precision one next to the other. You don't have any reason to use mortar. They're so Absolutely. closely joined, they're waterproof. It's insane. Well, we had a flood. 
we know we had a flood and they're still there. So <laughs> and they were and not flooded. Scientifically uh, <laughs> uh, theory, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. They're covered up, but they ain't, they ain't gone. As we are fond of pointing out in, I think, every episode, if <laughs> they show the shotgun over the mantle, somebody going to get shot. <laughs> I hope it's not me. Me um, too. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to point that out because that that is really the kind of move away from the golden age into the really the new age of man, I would say, really. Right. And and for us, that's what really stuck out in the scripture. It was like, yeah. what? Yeah. They are using bricks now. And and you know what? If you don't think about the megalithic structures and how crazy they are, just like, oh, yeah, well, everybody uses bricks. I have brick. My house is brick, you know, <laughs> but it's when you realize that they were do using stones, making megaliths that were yeah. stones that wouldn't fit in the room I'm sitting in currently, Sheesh. you know, then then the bricks and the mortar just have a new meaning uh, yep. an obvious um meaning that we should have gleaned before but you know what honestly this isn't part of our history we're not taught about that who knows about megaliths mm -hmm. the people who have gone to find out about megaliths who was taught about megaliths yeah. in fifth grade history Nobody. uh yeah Nobody. Thanks, public school. Yeah. Nobody. No megaliths or ways to manage money. Gosh. Bunch of jerks. <laughs> Forget megaliths. I didn't even get wood shop. Right. <laughs> and you know how to balance your checkbook? Actually, I went to a small private school and we were taught how, how to manage your money and do your taxes. Yeah. And, yeah. Actually, I didn't, I didn't go to public school either, but. Oh, that's right. You did go to a nice small private school, I too. I know. I did <laughs> Different private schools. I don't so. know why you know. That's <laughs> a whole different story. Um, I'm sorry. Um, I'll let you pick up where you were. No, that was good. Let's go back over to the scripture real quick um, and see if we... It should be up. Okay. It, it is now. Okay. Cool. Cool. So they said, come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make Oops. a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we'll be scattered over the face of the whole earth. So brick, brick and mortar. Now they're wanting to make a city so they don't have to be scattered when God mm -hmm. specifically told them to scatter. Um, <laughs> there is a lot of Sumerian writings that exist to this day. Um, and so far they're the oldest writings. I think there might be some Akkadian that might be slightly older, but nobody knows who the Akkadians really even were. They, they, they go back for sure to the Zeptepi time, to the, to the golden yeah. time when, when the gods walked freely on the earth. Right. Um, Enki is one of the oh. Sumerian gods. He is, and pretty much, I would, I would classify him, I think, as um, 
the creator their their version of the creator god um however there we have a common thread in both the sumerian story about this this creation of the ziggurat um that coincides with the bibles and that is oh i went to try to scroll and that is um nimrod nimrod is our common thread nimrod is like the great great grandson of noah and honestly if you read right around there in genesis you will probably find it i think Babel. nimrod is in the previous chapter um yeah here he is yeah you're right in 10 verse 8 cool yeah. cool um So Cush begat Nimrod, he became a mighty one in the earth. So that word the, for mighty one is gibberin, and we'll discuss that. <laughs> or at the end, we just keep moving things. So we'll, we'll get back to this later. Well, it's a hard, well, I mean, I guess we should just kind of preface it with, with the idea that gibberin can mean a whole slew of different things. So it's it's not... It's not super clear what that means, um, but if it's if it's in the Bible and it's weird, it's probably important. Uh, once again, to quote quote Heiser as always, right? So, <laughs> um, Shell and I have some theories about what that means, um, but I don't know if you want to elaborate more on that at this point, or you just want to kind of move through it. I, I, only a little bit, and we promise we'll we'll talk more about Nimrod and his how he became. That's going to be actually our next episode. We're going to really focus in hard on that and kind of see what that means and what that what the implications are, right? For for right. everything else too, right? Um, but you can bet that because both the Sumerians and the Hebrew, and honestly, um, Nimrod is he is a central figure in carvings in um mm -hmm. all all over the the plains of shinar all over in iraq mm. in iran um he gosh why did i not think to do this you want to find a picture of nimrod real quick sure. rick we There's showed him them. in the last episode um, <laughs> when we were talking about the watches and the handbags, yeah, yeah, N yeah, yeah. Nimrod, he is, he's such a, um, a common a figure. Like I can, I can visualize him in my head with his curly ringlets and his weird thing. And also he almost it, looks like maybe he's got an elongated skull too, but this is a very funny picture to me. I'm not going to lie. Here we go. Let's see if I can pull this up. <laughs> Come at me, bro. Night. Come at me, bro. <laughs> I meant a real one. Actually, so uh, right over see. there. Yeah. This one? Well, look at the golden head. See, that is the one I was, or one of the ones I was thinking of. Look at that. He's, so he's, he's a giant. That is not a house cat he is holding by the throat there. Yeah. Yeah. Go back one, yeah. That is a a tiger. 
a lion, a, li- a liger. <laughs> um, the curly beard, oh, okay. the curly hair. There's so many. It's it's like Nimrod. I was just looking at this book, by the way. <laughs> Were you? Yeah, I really the was. First I haven't, haven't got a chance they to read do it. do consider it. He really is considered a, a yeah. typology of oh. of um, the Antichrist. Here's what you're yeah. looking at, a, a potentially elongated skull. Yep. And yeah, um, you stuff. see it in Gobekli Tepe, too. Um, do you? In some of the reliefs, yeah. Um, I just really? remember from, well, from all the things we've looked at. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh, here you go. This is an artistic embellishment, of course, but it's interesting that his head is long. But you know what? It's also an artistic embellishment based off of that rock. But do you notice how Certainly. they make what he's holding now look like a, uh, um, yeah. a cub? Oh, well, that should tell you right here should tell you everything you need to know. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Gilgamesh, Nimrod, and I can't even read what that is. Who? Uh, Gilgamesh, Nimrod, and Hawa. Shahau, sh- sh- flu- is that an I S know, or an A? Oh, Huawa. Yeah, it's right here. Huawa. Right Huawa. Oh, guess we could have looked at the other place. Um, <laughs> in in Sumerian, though, he's not necessarily oh, known go. as Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh is is a different character. Um. There's where he's the then hunter. He, oh, look, the mighty hunter. Yeah. Milo, hush. He's the whiniest dog. Just jacking this dude up. Yep. Just like, boom. No, no big. Somebody was proposing that, Jesus, oh, you're all small. I wish they were bigger. Oh, here, maybe this one. These are kind of small, but they're interesting. These heads, mm-hmm. man, that's the crazy. That is. Kind of hideous. Whoa, whoa, that's uh, that right there. That's a, That's a topic for another day. a lot of heads. 131 King Nimrod images. Oh, Jeez, I think that's all of them. Look, there's his watch. <laughs> there's the, Oh, shoot. You're right. There it is. <laughs> and there's his handbag. <laughs> Holy cow. Look, here's the one you were talking about. That's the one. Yeah, that's even a Nimrod. Notice the bird head there and the wings yeah. symbolizing he's become a Gaborin, a, a Gibberine, sorry. Oh, that's interesting. That one's even better right there. I think that's... Uh, the, it's cr- like, it's really crazy. The um, There's so much information around yeah. Nimrod. It's, yeah, there really is. It's, it's crazy. It's but, a lot. So in Nimrod's here... Uh, Nimrod's there. He seems to be everywhere. Um, Nimrod's <laughs> here in the Bible. He's also in the Sumerian um, poem. Poem. Oh, I'm going to yeah. go with poem um, about the up? creation of. Oh no, that's not Nimrod in that one. That's Nebuchadnezzar, and we will get there. Oh, you're absolutely right. To my that bad, one. My bad. Yeah, totally different. Um, there's. An epic Sumerian poem about when they created the ziggurat. Oh, you took the Tower of Babel, right? Right. Yeah, where what they did is they did it over a um, an abyss 
where the souls of, you know, those gods we were talking about, the little G gods mm-hmm. who had been walking around, mm-hmm. who had been imprisoned, imprisoned in the abyss. Um, <laughs> they were building, according to the Sumerian lore, they were building the ziggurat to be able to commune with those um, those imprisoned gods. And Enki, the lord of Eridu, which remember we saw Eridu down low um, mm-hmm. in the plain of Shinar. Right. Um, they were doing it as a portal. I guess this is as good a time as any to mention, too, that Babel <laughs> means gate yep. of El, gate of God. I was literally just talking, thinking that you were going to say that, honestly. Yeah. And in the modern vernacular, as you heard, Ricky steal my thunder already. <laughs> that would be a Sorry, star date. Dude. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Let's slip that on that one, actually. It's it, it's fascinating. I didn't, and I don't know how many of y'all have watched Stargate. Um, I won't lie. It's been a long time Should. since I've seen the show or the movies. But I think I'm going to brush up because there is a lot. And, and I'm sure if you have seen any of it you're thinking like me of all the egyptian um ancient egyptian <laughs> uh iconography and mm-hmm. I- iconography Icon- iconography iconography wow why did i have a hard time pronouncing that because you're tired like me because i'm tired <laughs> <laughs> guys we do this on sunday night pretty late right now it's 10 p.m. my time 11 rickies um yeah no kidding See, that's why we need you to support us on Patreon, because honestly, we both work full time. Yep. yep and yep, yep. this is this is our side hustle that we really feel God has called us to help um, explain side the overlooked things of the Bible. We it really we yeah. do feel that it is a ministry. And... Which I think I think at some point we probably will start having guests on. But right now we're just trying to really kind of not build a name for ourselves because that's not really the intention, but just have some solid teaching or, or some solid um, teaching and just thought provoking reflection type Bring the foundation for right? what we're yeah. about to, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we, we make no bones about the fact that we, we're not, we're not looking to speak to the bell curve. Um, that's what your Sunday morning services are for. And there's nothing wrong with it. Rick and I both, attend our churches and we are there Sunday mornings and for small groups throughout the weeks and whatever. And, and, um, we, we stand behind that. If you don't belong to a church, get to one. If you don't know what kind of church to, uh, belong to, do they teach the Bible? (laughs) That that's, that's your first, um, clue. If they're not teaching the Bible, then you might want to look elsewhere. I mean, I certainly right. would. But <clears throat> yeah, um, we do. We get tired. So <laughs> it happens, Babel, the gates of the gate god. Of the gods. Gates, gates. Hmm. Uh, gate. I hmm. think it's gate of God, not plural. Um, well, I don't know. I was only curious because th- like, uh, for example, um, Chinese, I think it's most Asian re- religions. Asian languages don't uh, have uh, plurality. In they, right, they, right. They have, you get it from they the sure verb they have structure. accounting system. So I was just like, well, maybe 
you get like well there's literally words for counting things like there's like so if you want to say two people you have to you you have to say two measure word person so uh-huh. yeah it's pretty interesting oh um gate gate of god back to the sumerian story of uh that that coincides with tower of babel also nimrod um they are trying to bring the gods there we go up back up into their realm so that they can um i assume commune with them yeah at least commune with them right in in, in everything that entails which i assume would also be part of the technology man to go from being able to build a megalithic structure to have (sighs) to make brick and and build it you know piece by piece it's it's definitely interesting so Mm -hmm. um enki who is the the deity over the Sumerian story is known as the Lord of Eridu. So there, there are a lot or, or some enough that I know about this. Um, biblical archaeologists, okay, let's try that again. Archaeologists and biblical scholars. Can you see how all of my words are going to go together and become <laughs> one spoonerism? Um, who believe that Eridu is the possible place for the Tower of Babel. Mm-hmm. Um, most people still think Babylon. I don't know. I get, I I think both points have a lot of validity. Rick, let's go to good old Wikipedia. It's not good enough for your professors, but it is good enough for us. Apparently now it is. Which one are we going to? Is. Uh, the um, yeah okay do you hear how well he said that etimanaki it just flowed off of his tongue i have said it 700 times in the last two hours and i still stumble over it every I think time I said it wrong actually and etimanaki it's etimanaki it's it's weird because there's a weird that, n right here that a n k is a weird yeah. yep it's true yep so this first aerial photo is the um, what remains of the base of the um, the ziggurat, and it's actually pretty cool. And you, you know, if you remember with archaeology, you're digging down because dirt covers mm-hmm. things. Um, mm-hmm. So. The history of this is what's really <laughs> the coolest to me. Go, let's go back to the words, Rick. To the article itself. Looking for anything in particular, Sean? Um, Temple of the Foundation of Heaven and Earth. That's what Etimanaki means. Temple of the right. Foundation of Heaven and Earth, where they were bringing the two... Um, <laughs> realms together the abyss that this is supposed to have been built over um and the realm of mankind yeah um guys sorry give me half a second rick you want to scroll down to um the nebuchadnezzar part oh yeah 
Nebu, right? That's how you say it, Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar. Stupid oh, I say word. it. Okay, here we go. Right here. <laughs> Ricky keeps uh, <laughs> talking about how he hates the way the word is pronounced in Spanish because it is it's highly terrible. obnoxious. <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar. It's such an obnoxious word. It took me so long to learn how to say it. <clears throat> All right. Nebuchadnezzar came upon Etimanaki and um, Marduk, the god Marduk, who uh, the Israelites were told don't don't have anything to do with this god. Do not yeah. sacrifice your children to Marduk. Um, so he's known as a bad guy throughout the Bible. Um, but for Nebuchadnezzar, he, Marduk told him, fix, fix my, my temple, my ziggurat. So he We're tells us that he, I'm just trying to get down a little bit. He, he has tools made and he mixes apparently gold, silver, gemstones, um, together in the brickwork, um, puts in uh, herbs and all sorts of things to, to make a fitting sacrifice for his God, right? And then um, in this accounting, he tells us... Um, this is probably a good place right here. <laughs> I had soil baskets. Where are you at? Yeah. Perfect. That's exactly. I bowed my neck to my Lord Marduk. I rolled up my garment, my kingly robe, and carried on my head bricks and earth, or mud bricks. Mm. I had soil baskets made of gold and silver and made Nebuchadnezzar my firstborn son. And right, that is the same Nebuchadnezzar, same mm -hmm. name. So it's Nebi too. Um, beloved of my heart, carry alongside my workmen earth mixed with wine, oil, and resin chips. I made oh, Nebusumilisir, I guess, yeah. <laughs> his brother, a boy, issue of my body, my darling younger son, take up mattock and sage. Those are tools. I burdened him with the soil basket of gold and silver and bespoke bestowed him on my lord Marduk as a gift. I constructed the building, the replica of Isara, in joy and jubilation and raised its top as high as a mountain for my lord Marduk made it an object fitting for wonder just as it was in former times. Um, Rick and I have not checked farther into this but according to this right here he bestowed his younger son on his lord Marduk as a gift Marduk like children sacrificed to him cool so story. I am assuming that that child was Jeez. sacrificed to Marduk yeah. in the reestablishment of that ziggurat. If it was Babel, then it stands to reason that it was still a very crummy place to be. Um, even, even down as late as the rule of Alexander the Great, 
that ziggurat was still standing and Alexander the Great, if you um, look up that wiki article that we were just in, you'll see that Alexander had commissioned um, his, so I think it was his soldiers left in the area to rebuild this ziggurat now in ruins. And um, it didn't happen. I forget that that's also called the Tower of Jupiter Belus. Hmm. I forgot that Herodotus had been there too. Yep, man, it's super crazy. Like a lot of very, very well-known historical figures um, had a hand in this, this cigarette. But yeah. um, Alexander ordered repairs to Edamanaki. Uh, when he returned to the city in 323, he noted that no progress had been made and ordered his army to demolish the entire building in order to prepare a final rebuilding. So raise it hmm. to the ground and start over. Um, it's extremely interesting uh, how much history there is here. So it seems like that that really could have could be the um original tower of babel um the only yeah. reason well one of the, another reason that i like iridu a little bit more is because it's so close to ur and yeah. like i said uh abraham and ur so i just i don't know for sure it it merits more um digging it's a really really interesting topic but the biggest thing is not where it was made but why it was made and it really does seem that it was made to be a stargate not not to yeah. necessarily go to outer space um yeah. but to bring the stars which is another way the um the ancients looked at the angelic host and you see it in job um i think it's job 31 there's there is a uh very strong basis for why the ancients considered angels mm. stars and that is mm, uh, mm -hmm. when God tells Job, where were you when my morning stars all sing together as I mm -hmm. created the earth? So um, and then in Revelation talks about the beast whacking down a bunch of the stars or not the beast, the, the dragon of old, knocking down a bunch of the stars with his um, tail. And uh, the the understanding is that that is saints. And um, it's very interesting. Old Testament, New Testament, both use ha have a word, the word for saints, and um, the translation for saints is holy ones. And in the Old Testament, it's used more for Elohim, little e Elohim, angels. And in the New Testament, it's used more for us. For, for the <laughs> saints who have been redeemed through Jesus. And so that's really kind of cool. Um, that's one of those little facts that I think, I think it's cool anyway. <laughs> um, I would but, agree. 
<laughs> but still Stargate, you can see the the play yeah. there with um trying to to commune with the old gods. And yep. even even in Genesis when they the the people say we'll make a mighty we'll we'll make a name let's make a name for ourselves. Um yeah. that that verbiage means let's let's get some power let's let's get some power and how are we going to yeah, do this we're going to do it that's absolutely accurate because gods. actually when i can't remember who was talking about it but when when whenever god or whenever when whenever when someone is talking about god and i'm talking about yahweh of course um says uh so that your name may be known so your name your your name may be praised it's it's more than just his reputation. It has to do with his authority. Um, the name of God is 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 what refers to his authority. Right. So <clears throat> when they say that let's make a name for ourselves, let's let's adqu- let's acquire some some authority for ourselves is mm-hmm. basically what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, and honestly, what was I going to say for Babel? Pretty much, I'm done. And how in I the do world? Okay, I was going to say, how in the world, Rick, are we going to tie this in with the Dragon Balls? Just you wait. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> actually lead with that as soon as I say this point. Um, <clears throat> I think it's important to realize that we didn't even touch on the linguistic part of Babel, which is that God scattered them uh, by means of right. their language. Right. You're right. Um, <laughs> I and, I guess I just assume everybody knows that part. <laughs> well, I mean, largely I would say they do, right? Um, give me just a second here. Language aspect. This is Adam. Uh, I like to keep my stuff in line so that I don't forget where I'm at. Because um, <laughs> I have to edit this later. Uh, so I would say largely we do, but, uh, you know, it's 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 it'd be an oversight to 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 not um go over it real quick um even if it's just kind of superficially but i do want to mention <clears throat> there you guys probably don't have any conflict with this uh because you probably haven't been thinking about it but i'm a nerdy linguistics guy and you know so i think about this stuff and i have a, i i had a huge problem actually um i don't uh existential conundrum i'll say when i was in college i'm you know i'm a linguistics a linguistics major so for me that was like mm, babble's a weird subject when you're a linguist um and so i guess I, uh, yeah. if you didn't have babble you wouldn't be a linguist you'd just be that's true everybody'd speak the same language you'd just be a, another person um <laughs> But I, I want to kind of lay a groundwork idea. We don't necessarily have to. You don't have to believe this. Uh, you may not believe this. And you may think it's ludicrous what I'm saying. But I'm going to say it because I think it's it's a relevant theory. Um, so here's the dealio. Obviously, they had all been of one language, right? But I think that we're all under the the impression that they were always of one language. And right. oh, good I point don't bring up. think that's accurate because there are accounts of Plato and we won't go too far into this, but this is something that really got me thinking about all this. There are accounts of Plato that say that when um, Atlantis existed and we, Shelley and I are both extremely pro- strong proponents of the idea that Atlantis 
maybe if not in name Atlantis, but Atlantis or something very similar to it existed. Like, yeah. uh, there's lots of reasons to believe that, that such a place existed. So I'm not going to go into that, but in Plato's account, there were multiple languages and multiple ports where, where people would come and go. And I'm losing that term, using that term people very loosely. Okay. Um, because I, I do stick to the, the, the same common thread and theme that we've been talking about, that the gods walked amongst the earth, right? And that they mingled amongst men and demigods did too. So on and so forth. Okay. Right. So we'll leave that at that. Um, but clearly there were different languages that were floating around. Now, how was that possible if at Babel, everybody spoke the same language? Like, it seems like we're running into some seriously confusing problems there. Well, we have a few options. One of them is that they, they never stopped all speaking the same language up until the time of Noah, even. Right. Possible. And then thereafter, uh, I mean, they continued thereafter until Babel. That's one. I'm more inclined to believe that that's not what happened. I mean, guess it could be, but I kind of don't think so. The other is my theory, which is that at the point in which Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, that we Shelly and I have talked about this multiple times. A ton of things happened at that moment, right? Mm. They lost access to to all other dimensions, all other spiritual understanding, knowledge, foresight, insight, understanding, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. They lost uh, access to their dimensionality. They lost access, I believe, to the full potential of everything they could do with their brains. Um, they lost access to direct uh, communication with God, with angels, with everybody basically right right but and then other negatives came in at the same time time started which means decay started time in my mind is just another word for decay because that's all it does right um <clears throat> so decay started and then at the same time so if, if the, well by definition if the case starts that includes that includes everything right the breakdown of everything i don't think right. language is exempt from that uh hmm. i really don't so that's interesting in my mind yeah yeah in my mind language was already starting to break down and we can see that because uh you know clearly they were speaking different languages before the flood came on so how did they get back to speaking one language after the flood well i mean certainly once everything's wiped out and you're left with eight people it's pretty easy to keep the same language but especially even when then, it's your kids right but even then, there's language decay, right? And so how does that work? Well, what's going on, right? Well, at Babel, once once they would they had all decided they were going to stick with this one language, they were going to stick with this one culture, God was like, All right, no, that's it. Um, we're gonna we're gonna make this definitive and and decisive. And I think I I personally think, you may not agree with this, there's not there's no biblical that I know of, there's no biblical supporting evidence necessarily that this is what happened, but I believe that God at that point, what he did was uh, exacerbated, not only, you know, separated the languages hard and, and, and decisively, but at the same time, I think he probably caused language decay to be even greater, in my opinion. Um, sort of sort of like how he castigated the, the angels. Like, he's like, ah, you guys aren't going to be doing this like you were. That's ridiculous. That's going to yeah. stop. I think the same thing with humans. He's like, mm, you guys aren't going to be doing this uh, like you thought you were. That's going to stop. So, well, absolutely, um, because that's what he goes down and says, you know. 
Mm-hmm. Let, let's mm-hmm. go down and befuddle this. So I say that to say there are some logical scenarios that could play out and why and how that happened. Um, obviously, Babel, that's the, that's the, uh, the, the, the important um, kind of aspect of that, right? And don't, don't get yourself too muddied in the waters or in the bricks uh, um, to think that uh, Babel equates to confusion. That's not what it means. Right. Babel means gate or gates of God. Um, and the result of Babel or the creation or intention of the creation of Babel was confusion of language. So they're not, you know, um, one and the same. They are separate entities. Right. Now, and now, granted, uh, today when we think of Babel, we think of blah, 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 blah. But <laughs> it is not what it originally was. That's, I mean, that's actually what we say that uh, babies are babbling, right? Like, that's what we say, as a matter of fact. Um, balbuciar in Spanish. I assume it's probably the same <laughs> root. Um, anyway, uh, I thought that was really cool. And I won't bore you guys to death, but that's uh, food for thought. Having said that, it's time to move on to the <laughs> Dragon Ball aspect of this whole series. And I'll probably flitter so little things in here and there. Because this is a big topic. <laughs> Dragon Ball is a long one. And anybody that likes Dragon Ball will probably have fun with this one. Okay. Um, so this is almost kind of you and I vibing off of what what the, what is it? Iron and Myth? Is that what it's called? Right. right? That, that mm-hmm. uh, Derek Gilbert does. Um, yep. They do the same kind of thing. They look at uh, what's going on in the, you know, pop culture and, and uh, movies and stuff like that, series and See how it reflects what's going on in the heavenlies. So Shell's like, how are we going to get back to, Dragon to Ball the Tower Z. of Babel with this one? Dragon <laughs> Ball Z. Well, check this out. I'm going to tell you guys where where Dragon Ball Z actually comes from. So I'm going to try and keep this as short as I can. <laughs> not bore anyone to tears. And hopefully won't nerd out too much. So here's the deal. Goku is a character that actually is based on a Chinese myth called uh, with with a creature or an entity called the Monkey King. Okay, now the Monkey King has some interesting aspects that we're going to get into in a quick second here. But uh, his name in Chinese is Sun Wu Sun Wu Kong Sun Wu Kong. I, don't, I haven't said that in a while, so it's kind of weird to say it again. But it, it, it means Son Goku, right? It's the same thing, it, just like in, in Japanese. So this lore, uh, the creator, holy crap, Dragon Ball lovers are going to hate me right now that I can't remember his name um, off the top of my head. The creator, nonetheless, uh, he when he made the very first Dragon Ball series, the very, very first one back in the 80s, there was none of this like Super Saiyan kind of thing going you know their hair going gold or any other color or <laughs> any of those things none of that stuff existed he was going largely based off of the original chinese myth which is the monkey king so goku if you don't know and you're a dragon ball fan i'm going to tell you now he is the monkey king he is the embodiment of the monkey king hey it's me goku um, that's who he actually is and most people have no idea what that means well the monkey king i went to i had to go back and look it up a little bit because, uh, you know, I don't want to miss too many things. But the original myth is that he was kicked out of heaven 
because he was trying to usurp the throne of heaven. Sounds like I sound I like anyone you've 14 heard of. And uh, <laughs> oh, Ezekiel, I don't remember <laughs> where they're at, but yeah, yeah. and. I'm going towards this one in particular. I, I'm starting here on purpose because one, you understand who Goku is now. Okay. Um, and you understand that he wasn't always considered a Saiyan in the very first episode. He's just a kid. So you, there's no, you know, there's no extra lore around all the other crazy stuff, which I'll get to in a second, but it's really interesting to me that he, um, he is the monkey King. And there's a lot of aspects about him that really relate back to a lot of ideas that um, in the series, both in the series, but in, in the lore itself, in the actual myth itself. So he's cast out of heaven. But get this, OK, so the great Buddha, and this would be Buddha number one in Buddhist theology, I guess we'll call he's cast out of heaven and he's slammed down by five pillars. OK. And this mountain holds him in place and keeps him under the ground where he has to suffer. He's, he's left to suffer there five, 600 years or so. Well, the curious part is, is that if you actually go back and read a little bit more, the five pillars are the hands of Buddha, the great Buddha himself. The fingers. So Goku. Huh? Fingers. Correct. Fingers. I said hands, didn't I? Um, the five fingers of Buddha. And that's what they represent. And it smashes him down. And he's forced under the earth and he's left to stay there because he tried to usurp the throne. Um, geez, I don't even know what else to say. That's, uh, <laughs> Sounds so familiar clear, to me. Pretty clear Genesis type uh, or, you know, pre pre Genesis type uh, story. Right. Um, we all know what happened to the sons, of, especially this particular son of God that grows up trying to take precedence over things. Okay. So. The reason I'm bringing that up is because he, how does he get out? Well, there is a the goddess of <laughs> um, her name is Guanyin, and she is the goddess of uh, of mercy. And she comes and she benevolently sees Song Goku or uh, the Monkey King, right there under the ground, and he says, "I." Haven't I paid my penance? Can you please help me? Uh, and she's merciful and she lets him out. <laughs> now, I will let Shell talk about what that brought to her mind right away when I told her that portion. Uh, just, you know what? <laughs> told Ricky, oh, that sounds so familiar. That sounds so familiar. Uh, there's so much. The, the Roman and the Greek lore of um titan and tartarus is the same uh the the small g gods in the abyss um which which the bible also calls tartarus um in the mountain the mountain um abode being a ziggurat is a man-made mountain. That's mm. that's what they're mm. supposed to be because mankind and the gods commune on mountains. On mountains. Yep. Um, if you are under the mountain or you are in the abyss, then you are cut off 
from the communion, from mm-hmm. um, being part of the council. Satan, his name Lucifer means light bringer, enlightening mm-hmm. one. He appears as an angel of light. Um, Luciferians, a man, I'm not. I, I'm not brushed up on the difference between a Luciferian, a Satanist, and a uh, a modern witch. They, they all together. have nuances. I know. <laughs> Sorry, I fail. Um, but Lucifer is he? He's just he was a good guy. He was like Prometheus, and but instead of bringing the fire from the gods, he brought the knowledge that God was hoarding for himself to mankind. Yeah, that evil, that evil God. And then that evil, mean God decided to punish him so unfairly. He was just trying to make mankind better with the knowledge of good and evil. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, this is told from, I guess, Lucifer's perspective but it just lucifer is the monkey king which seems really really appropriate to me and honestly this goddess of of mercy is still lucifer (laughs) it's you know she out of out of mercy she frees him um against, Part of the narrative. against God's will, you know, mm-hmm, or against mm-hmm. in that case the first Buddha. Uh the great Buddha. What's he called? The great Buddha. The great yeah. Buddha. Which implies mm-hmm. there are other Buddhas. And this is what I was telling yes. Rick. Just like Well, the Great Buddha is is theoretically the first one to have attained enlightenment true enlightenment that's that's the difference still sounds exactly exactly the same to me as god said have no other gods before me he didn't say there there are no other gods don't he he didn't even if it's you he didn't just say don't don't make graven images he said that farther on in the ten commandments um he said don't have any god before me because he knew that there were other little g gods he knew because he created them and that's that's why they're not worthy of his praise because he wasn't created he created everything um they are created beings like us they they can do things we can't do but they're created just like we are and god is not created um and just the correlations there though are crazy yeah yeah, they are crazy. And I what what I was thinking is that that actually also represents them coming out of the the angels in the in the last times in the end of the age coming out of the abyss. Right. Oh gosh. So that was right. interesting There's to that me too. as well. Um huh. and it's funny it's funny because to me Guanyin this uh this goddess of of mercy um almost represented a like a mediator like almost like a Jesus type figure for the fallen angels Mm -hmm. so or for sorry for the monkey king (laughs) um guys if you're enjoying what we're talking about you're gonna have to listen behind the paywall 
Hope you guys have enjoyed this. Find out Thanks about Goku. Around. I can't say his name right. <laughs> you got it. Goku. Thanks, guys. See you on the other side. Hey, what's up, guys? Like what you hear? Want to hear more? Well, then don't waste any more time. Head over to Patreon at patreon.com slash the CTDW to hear this full episode. It's only five bucks a month to become an exclusive member with special access to all our full episodes. Please like, subscribe, and rate us five stars wherever you listen to podcasts. See you at the Christian Dark Web. Thank you for watching this episode of The Christian Theological Dark Web. For questions or comments, please email us at thechristiantheologicaldarkweb at gmail.com. If you'd like to support us, please look for the Patreon link in the description. This has been another production of CTDW Studios. Thank you, and God bless.